Work It Out podcast. Starting now. So we're back with another guest and it's James Horn from Job Ready and he is the commercial director. Welcome. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. It's great to have you here. So we were just talking a little bit about going around and having a look at the skill show. What do you think? I think it's amazing. It's one of those rare events that manages to to capture the the essence of what these guys are about. It's a, it's a terrific opportunity for them to, to showcase their skills in, in an environment that they're probably not used to. It, it also takes them out of their comfort zone and I think the idea of bringing the public in to, to get a deeper appreciation of what these guys are capable of. There's some serious talent out there and yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic showcase for those skills, yeah. Yeah, it is a, a really great event. I love looking around and I love getting people's reaction when they have seen it Yeah, and it's always... Wow, <laughs> this is huge. Now, did you leave school wanting to be a commercial director? No. Did you leave school you. knowing what you wanted to do? No. I thought I knew what I wanted to do. What uh, was that? At the time, I was uh, I was desperate to be a, a sports journalist. And uh, I think I, I followed a, a fairly routine and traditional pathway in, into, into higher education, to university. Um, with some preconceived ideas about what my my future would look like and it wasn't long after I graduated that I was put into an environment where uh, I was excited about you know my career and and my first job out of uni was was very much aligned with what I'd studied but it wasn't long before that uh, assumption and was not really lining up with with the reality of what my career was going to look like and And that's really normal yeah. When, you, when you've studied for so long and then you go into the work environment, especially if you haven't had a lot of work experience in your particular field, it is very different from textbook to application. Ab- absolutely. And I think that one of, the, one of the incredible benefits of vocational education is that it does give you that, that exposure to the reality of what that career might look like. Uh, for me, it was somewhat romanticised, the, uh, the sports journalist world and... Uh, the reality of that sort of set in pretty quickly and it, it was just I suppose for me fortunate that I didn't get 10 years into that career before I decided that it wasn't for me and uh, I was really lucky that I was able to sort of move away from that relatively quickly and start a separate career a second career and I think that that's something that uh, this new way of working is the acceptance that one career is not necessarily how most people's lives will play out. Uh, there's, there's a lot of data that supports that we'll have several careers in our life that could be five or six in very different fields. It's such an exciting time that it we're is. not stuck to one career. Absolutely. It's an interesting time for particularly these kids coming through now who have, you know, by, by participating in an event like this are really setting themselves up for success. But, you know, you talk to some of those kids out there, right now this is their passion. Right mm. now this is what they see themselves doing for, for the foreseeable future, but it's also important to, to tell them and, and help them understand that that might not be the case in three or four years, five years' time, and, and that's okay to, to, to start another career because it's happening every day and people are doing it very successfully. And especially with the manual trades, you know, there are, you've, there's got to be that diversification there because you simply can't do manual trades day in, day out. Yeah, I, I, um, I had the, the wonderful privilege of working as a brickies labourer when I was a kid and uh, I understand why there aren't as many bricklayers anymore because that's not the easiest job in the world and I've got a, a, a deep respect for anyone in that uh, profession. You go around and have a look at the bricklaying site here, 
they're they're artists and mm. and, and th- there's some really impressive work being done there but it's hard physical labor yeah i went and tried the skill i went and oh yeah laid how did bro- you go the bricks are really heavy <laughs> and i know that sounds stupid but they have some weight to them and there is satisfaction to when you get it to line up and i can see why people love it but they are, it is a very manual it, it, it is and it's it's a, it's also an industry that is short on on the amount of people that are that are studying and pursuing that as a career and there's it's also being looked at as how it'll be disrupted um by tech mm. in the future it's still such a a labor-intensive skill um an occupation that uh it, it is at risk of being disrupted there's uh, there's a couple of things i've seen recently about some machines that can lay bricks just as quickly as 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 we can and what that will mean for them and i think that that's important to bring to the table and have that conversation because what if that profession will change and in 5 10 15 20 years time we won't need as many bricklayers so what what replaces that that mm. job and um, i think the that world skills have done a terrific job of bringing in so the next layer of of job opportunities some great tech stuff out here and bringing that to the conversation it's not skills i suppose the traditional skills are are evolving uh and are changing um but that's not something to be afraid of it's something Mm. to to get excited about and embrace yeah i definitely i love talking about technology and how we can embrace it and it doesn't necessarily mean less jobs it just means those jobs are changing different jobs different jobs absolutely so talking about jobs going back to you Mm -hmm. how did you go from sports journalism Mm -hmm. to where you are now what were those missing links there's some I won't bore you with some of the <laughs> r- random career pathways that I that I looked at, but I think it, I eventually found what I really cared about. I actually got into vocational education probably about eight years ago now, and I had the at the I suppose good fortune of working with some really smart people, uh, and I I've worked out that I genuinely care about education broadly speaking, I, and and the power of education. I come from a really small country town and education empowered lots of my friends and I to to look at what else was possible Um, and you know I found myself in a situation where I had transferable skills so some of that stuff that I did learn at university isn't completely wasted I probably use about 10% of what I uh what I studied so that's great um nice nice. yeah yeah big bill and exactly (laughs) exactly my hex bill um but I suppose I found I found my pathway in terms of what gave me the amount of pleasure, the amount of um, inspiration, uh, I found that in vocational education, and I ended up sort of developing on the top of the, on top of that uh, a curiosity about tech, and those two things coming together, which is how I ended up at JobReady. Uh, we build tech for for the education and employment um, spaces, and I felt that there was a there was a gap between how education was seeing and using technology, and where I thought we could we could take that that narrative and um, that opportunity and it's been really satisfying for me I've been I've been with the, with job ready for six years and really satisfying for me to see the shift in thinking around technology and education and this kind of pivot away from it being a disruptive thing and, and that people are a little reluctant or afraid to look at and utilize technology to, to improve the education um, experience whether it be at school vocational or higher education Um, so yeah it's uh, it's really wonderful to see and and again there's examples of it out here just how important technology is going to be 
and and how people are starting to embrace that with with more vigor I suppose <laughs> so working at job ready you were lucky enough to go to Abu Dhabi I was I was with the Skelaroos so oh. can you give us a little insight into yeah, what that sure. was like that was my first ever world skills international competition and I I really didn't know what to expect to be honest and uh, world skills Australia did a, an amazing job of I suppose tying the experience back to to the skills to, to ultimately the it's about the, the competitors and the, and the kids there. And, and I think your point around understanding where these where the next opportunity sits for, for these competitors out here, I don't think that gets enough coverage. So for me, I didn't really know what the, what the kids have been through to get to that point. Um, the amount of training. Yeah, yeah. Like the effort and the energy, not just from them, but their parents, from their... Employers. Employers, their, the education yeah. provider. Um, it's a whole family... Yeah unit to get these competitors ready to compete against the best in the world. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say world skills is the Olympics for skills and trades. And mm. when I first heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? But it's true. This is the Olympics for skills and trades. Yeah. And what I suppose what hit me first was the scale, the enormity of the of the uh, operation, I suppose, over there. And I, I got swept up in it straight away. And there, it was quite emotional. Uh, a lot of for a lot of kids, that was like the most significant thing that had ever happened to them, and this was their life's work almost. Um, and to talk like that to a 16, 17, 18 year old sometimes gets lost in translation. But you see the amount of um, emotional and physical effort and energy that goes into preparing themselves for that competition. That's why they liken it to um, the Olympics, I suppose, and, and the and the structure of the competition itself. But when I sort of had some time the first day I was there I really tried to immerse myself in in the uh, overall experience it really resonated with me particularly coming from that sort of sports background that they care just as much about their skills as you know some people care about sport and um, I I think they did they do a, a really nice job of articulating how important this is to the world mm-hmm. and I think Australia still has some ways to go um, we had a relatively small contingent compared to um, the majority of the other uh, countries competing but I think that's growing and I kind of felt a responsibility to come back and be of a, a mouthpiece for that because it's really important the future of this country is somewhat dependent on the success of our skills and we've got skill shortages in some really significant areas and we're talking about infrastructure booms and who's going to actually build this stuff. Uh, so we have to be able to position it and make it attractive, not just from a career perspective or from a, uh, a financial perspective, but we have to make it seem more aspirational than what some people might consider it to be. And I think world skills is, a, is, a, is almost a beacon of, of that that communication or that positioning of what they do is so important. Let's celebrate it at that sort of a level. Um, Russia, I hope I get to go to Russia. Um, I think that would be really fascinating. Um, I spoke to a few of the competitors even in Abu Dhabi and they'd never been overseas before. And here they are, you know, in a what is a pretty interesting country anyway, Yeah. surrounded by sort of 200,000 delegates showcasing I've, their skill. I've spoken some, to some of the competitors that are here competing at the moment yeah. and this was their first time on a plane. Mm. It was their first time out of their sort of state. So it's really, it's an experience from day one. 
Yeah. And that opportunity to go and compete internationally is is a cherry on top. It it, it is, and I think that that um, that's important to speak to the both the professional and the personal development that this that this gives them the opportunity to to experience. Because as you say, a lot of them haven't been outside of their 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 current environments that they're in, and and this teaches them a lot about themselves as people as much as it does about showcasing their skills. So. Well, while we have you here, I just want to ask you one last question, and it's something that I have on my mind. As a commercial director, you obviously know a lot about running your own business, and working in trades and skills, it's definitely an opportunity, and a lot of people do go into owning their own business, and a reason they get into the trades and skills is to be their own boss. Mm -hmm. Do you have a few tips or that you would recommend to someone wanting to turn this into their own business? Do they just go out there, leave school, start a business? Do you think they should go get more work experience? Some some advice I got uh, when I was quite young was there, there's an expectation or, or an assumption that you have to do everything yourself, particularly when you start your own business. I don't think anyone's under any false pretense. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And the amount of energy and time that goes into to getting something off the ground it doesn't matter if you're a plumber or a consultant or whatever it is it's hard work so I think no most people go in to that experience knowing that it's going to take a lot of time and energy but what they try and do is they try and do everything themselves um, delegation is a skill that I don't really I'm not very good at delegating um, but I think that if you learn that early on um, delegating to either another uh, person that you that you either have working for you or, or that you're in partnership with is really important and understanding what your skill set is and not trying to do things that maybe don't necessarily fit with what you're good at and that you care about. Well, on that note, I think this has been a really great interview. Oh, thank, thank you, you so you. much for coming in no, and joining us. My, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's... Um, we're really, you know, on behalf, on behalf of the sort of the job ready family, we're we're really proud to be associated with, with World Skills, and um, we just think it's it's fantastic. So thank you for having me.